Hey guys, what's going on? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, today's guest, chances are you've seen their work pass through your social feed. With over 2 million followers on Facebook alone, Super Healthy Kids is one of the most successful and passionate, motivated sources out there to get your kids to eat more fruits and veggies. Today, we're talking to Amy Ross Kelly, one half of the team that makes up Super Healthy Kids, and this is Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. <laughs> From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey everybody, how's it going? Hope you're having an excellent week. This is Corey, and if it's your first time listening to us, then thank you. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with me. We have an amazing guest today. Now, as I said, my name's Corey. I'm a husband, a father of three, and a plant-based athlete. And each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people I can find to help me stay motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and get the most out of life as a busy parent. See, for me, finding time to work out and make healthy, quick meals for me and my family while spending quality time together, all of that can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you'll take away some quick tips and inspiration that you can try in your life to get your family going strong. I should say keep your family going strong too. All right, so today before we start though, I, I wanna give some love to our nonprofit supporter. In fact, we support them. We are directly aligned with Culture City. Culture City is one of the top 10 nonprofits in the nation as named by Microsoft, and they help families living with autism by providing amazing resources and information and unique opportunities for special children living with autism to flourish. And they focus on not only awareness, but acceptance. So if you know anyone living with autism or you have personally been touched by autism, I encourage you to check them out at culturecity.org. That is culture with a K, culturecity.org. All right, we also have to say a thank you to Smart Fitness. Smart Fitness is our local gym that supports us. It is a one-on-one training experience and It's only 20 minutes twice a week. That's all you need to make Smart Fitness work for you. So go check it out. Andrew Noble runs Smart Fitness. It's here in Ocoee in Central Florida. And uh, I highly encourage you to go check it out if you are looking to make some positive changes in your life. All right, so let's get on with the show. Today we have Amy Ross Kelly. Now, Amy has joined us in the past for Lean Green Dad Radio, but today we're talking about lunches and quick meals and making things when you don't have time. As a busy parent, it is crazy sometimes. You come home from work, things are nuts, and uh, you got to make food for the kids as soon as possible. So, Amy gives us some great tips, some great action items that we can do to help our kids get more fruits and veggies in their life, which is something we all want. And uh, her kids are a little older now, but she still has so much experience. Uh, I'm really excited for you to hear from her. So let's get right into it. It is Amy Ross Kelly from Super Healthy Kids. Let's go. (music) 
Hey everybody, welcome to the show, and today I'm so excited to have one of my friends back to the show. She is Amy Ross Kelly, and she runs Super Healthy Kids. Now, if you have not heard of Super Healthy Kids, you must be living under a rock, because Super Healthy Kids has close to 3 million followers on Facebook alone. They have a wonderful meal planning program. They have a super healthy habits plate, which I love and you hear me talk about all the time. And more than that, their content is inclusive and positive and happy. And at the end of the day, they are focusing on making fruits and veggies simple, fun, and delicious. Welcome to the show, Amy Ross Kelly. Thanks for having me, Corey. I'm excited to be here, and you hit everything that we're trying to do here. <laughs> well, I connected with you guys a while back just because I have young kids that are currently using many of your recipes and uh, and your tools, including the Healthy Habits Plate, which I had one around here in my office, and I don't know where it went, but we, we love them. So, Amy, obviously you, on a daily basis, have these inspiring recipes, uh, and... The, the thing that really hits home with me is empowering your kids to make healthy decisions on their own. So as we start this school year, as we get into kids doing their own thing, what, what would be one of your number one tips for making lunches in the morning if you have younger kids in elementary and middle school? You know, we um, are really good at prepping things ahead and keeping them separate from the rest of our food. So, for example, we'll make some homemade granola bars or we'll uh, make some applesauce or we'll slice and or peel some oranges. Keep those in a separate place so that it's they're ready to pick up once you're ready to make your lunch in the morning. And so prepping ahead has um, has really helped. And you probably know what it's like if you ever have snack food or things that you intend to put in your lunches, but then your kids eat it after school, then the more the morning comes and you're like, Oh, sorry, all we have left is sandwiches, you know, <laughs> then, then nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to bring that to school alone. So having a basket for that kind of thing that you intend to be for your lunches really helps. Another thing we like to do is having separate for the different kids. So if we had if we had a treat that they were really excited about, then we would put one in each of the baskets so that one kid isn't taking all the treats or that if they had like a homemade cookie or something, um, they can choose which day they were going to bring it and not worry that their, their brothers or sisters would take it instead. So having a separate basket for kids works as well. I love that. And being organized is really the name of the game. I mean, I've started, we, we eat oatmeal in the morning. And so um, we, we do the rolled oats and we make them in the pan and stuff like that. And I have the water set aside and I have the oats already in the pan. And so I can just pour the water right in and then I'm, I'm set to go. You know, I don't even have to think about it or wash a pan or anything like that. Yeah. Isn't it funny how just like a tiny step will help you to make that happen? I yes. always, I always feel like, you know, this is just a small step but it also acts as like a second backup for me that we're not going to back out of that breakfast. Like if you mm -hmm. have that ready to go, you're not going to say, oh, forget about it. Let's just have toast instead because mm -hmm. you've already done part of the work. So I call it the locking in factor. You just, you'll do that. You'll eat that thing because it's ready for you. And the same with lunches. We're going to well, eat those granola bars during the week because we have them ready. We're not yes. going to say, oh, forget about the granola bar. Let's take, 
you know, something else instead. So it helps lock us into what we intend to bring as well. The locking in factor. That sounds like a <laughs> blog post in a, in the making there. So not a bad idea. Yeah, well, we'll have to search on super healthy kids in a month or two and uh, for the locking in factor and, okay. and see the blog post. I'll title it. Um, so I, I know your kids are a bit older now. They are obviously making their own lunch. But how do you get young children to be motivated to make their own lunch? And do you find that when they make it, they, they eat it? Are they more likely to eat it? Well, that is the actual very reason my kids started making their own lunches. Because from my oldest, he's a senior this year. And in the first grade, um, I packed his lunch or I started to. And I did find out he wasn't eating it or he was trading his food for other things. And so I said, you know, I, I don't I don't know what you're going to want to eat when you get to the lunchroom. So let's work together. Let's let you pack the lunch. And one thing, getting kids excited about making their own lunch, I think is much easier than parents realize. They want to do it themselves. They're at that stage where they want to buckle their own car seats. They want to put on their own shoes. They want to be so independent. And so getting them excited about making their own lunches was actually the easy thing. And I even had a preschooler at the time. Actually, he was probably, well, I had a preschooler and then a one-year-old. And they would see their older brother making his lunch, and they wanted to make their own lunch. So even though they weren't going to school, they started packing lunch at the same time as their first grade brother. And then lunchtime would come and we, I would take out the packed lunches with my preschoolers and they would eat it. So even... It's like the trickle, the trickle down effect. Oh, we can call that one that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> the trickle down effect and the peer pressure effect because <laughs> they just want to do everything he was doing. And so getting them excited about it and then making it um, just part of our family culture that... Mom doesn't need to be in charge of their lunch when they're fully capable of doing it themselves. And they appreciate the trust and they appreciate the ability to choose their own food. Absolutely. I think that the empowerment and getting them so excited about about making it is cool. And I love that you, you tapped into to what they want. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm thinking about my little guy right now. He's five. And uh, he is in kindergarten, and he wants to buckle his own seatbelt. He wants to open the door himself. He wants to pull his clothes off the hanger that are too tall, and he's going to break the hanger and pull the clothes apart. But, um, you know, yeah. But, hey, if there's something he can do for himself, then that's great. Toothpaste, forget it. No, you cannot use your own toothpaste because you use too much of it. But... (laughs) But I'll let you make your lunch if we've got some healthy options there for you to choose from. So good stuff. Um, Do do you do processed foods? Like I know that, you know, I I say processed, but I mean, the definition of processed is so, so vague. But like, what if there's some healthy like gummies or something like that that are made from fruit juices and stuff? So I'm... I was actually just talking about this yesterday. We, I really appreciate the real food movement. I really appreciate what it's done for our culture and helping people get back to natural, original foods. But at the same time, when I feel like when we make blanket statements like um, everything in a nothing, you should never eat anything in a package or you know whatever we're kind of missing the boat there because there's a lot of food that I can find in a box or a package 
that is as natural as I can make it at home. Like, for example, applesauce. I had said in the beginning that, you know, if we made applesauce, we could add that to the pantry thing. But truthfully, like, I'll buy those little pouches of applesauce or the little buckets of applesauce when I check the ingredients and there's only apples in it, then great. Like it's just as good as if I had made it myself. And so I will look at that. Yesterday I picked up some banana chips that the only ingredient in the bag was bananas. And for me to slice up and dehydrate or freeze dry some bananas would actually cost a lot of money because it's just a lot of bananas it, t it would take to make that. And so there are a few things I'll pick up that, um, that is in a package or, you know, as long as we're looking at the ingredient list, um, then I'll do it. I will make our granola bars mostly because um, it's cheaper to make it and I can control the ingredients there. And it's hard to find ones that are lower in sugar, but we just, we, we're not opposed to having some fun snacks that are packaged as long as we're looking at the labels. I love that. Um, so then moving towards the dinners, um, what do you do in your house for, for when, when the kids were young, what did you do to get them to try new things? Well, um, this uh, may be something different than you've heard before, but I don't make my kids try a lot of things. We always have healthy food present at our meals and whether they eat it or not i kind of leave up to them it's always on their plate we always have salads we always have a vegetable for dinner and like it, it just avoids um the conflict at mealtime i really feel like mealtime should be for like enjoying your family and building traditions and bonds and things like that and just the fact that we could put vegetables on their plate every night, it became part of their world. They, from, you know, the time that they're little until now when they're in high school, if they had a meal that didn't have vegetables, they would feel like it was incomplete because they're just used to having that on their plate. And so it did take a very long time, probably more, probably took more time than the people who encourage their kids to taste because um, maybe I'm just, it's not that I'm more patient, but I just like, I like to avoid conflict probably more than a normal person would. <laughs> but it took a long time. I'm not gonna lie. It took 10 years for my oldest son to start eating salad. But at the same time, he eats it every day now. And so I feel like in our strategy or in our way, and every kid is different. I really feel like you should strategize for your different kids' personalities. There are kids that by encouraging them to take a bite, they're going to accept something more quickly. But um, I just wanted it to become habit for them to see vegetables on their plate and not be scared by it and just have it be part of their, um, uh, of their meal that they know that that was always part of their meal and, and they do eat it all now. So, you know, takes you, time, but it works. Yeah. Do you think about your meals in fours? Uh, I remember that when we originally talked, you still, I mean, even the healthy habits plates are centered around, you know, fruits, veg, protein, and grains. Yep. So is that kind of the way you think when you're prepping dinners at home? Yeah, for sure. And that actually leads me to um, 
if they want seconds, which they do, like if they want a second helping of rice or if they want a second um, bread, because it's always the bread section or the, the grains that they want seconds of, then they do have to eat the rest of it before they have another portion. And so in that sense, they will try their vegetables, but they have to not just try them, but finish them just to get a second helping of grains. And that's okay because if they're hungry enough to have a second helping of grains, then they're going to be hungry enough to eat the rest of the food. And that, and that actually leads me to my other important decision thing that we do is making sure they're truly hungry for dinner because, um, I've heard this, maybe I shared it last time I was on, but Dr. Joel Furman, who I love, he says, if you're hungry, even healthy food is going to taste amazing. And you know this because after your Thanksgiving meal or something really heavy where you've eaten a lot of food, you're, an apple is literally not going to even taste that good. Like your taste buds would completely change as far as your satiation for that apple. But if you've just run a marathon or if you've gone all day without food, that apple is going to like, you know, it was straight from the Garden of Eden or something, <laughs> that it would be super amazing, right? And yes. so the kids are the same way. Your food and their vegetables will taste better if they're hungry. Mm. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that fact. Uh, is there, when you're packing your lunches, is there a product that works best for you? Like, do you have something like a, a special box or like a piece of plastic wear that works really well for you? Well, this has, um, changed between kids only because I have some that are more responsible than others to bring them home to me. So like chasing down expensive, um, lunch packing supplies, um, I did a few times and I just realized it wasn't worth it. So, so one kid brings a paper bag and I, you know, he can bring, um, a container if he makes like a hundred promises to me in the morning, but, um, generally he takes a paper bag. My daughter, she has always used um, one of the insulated bags, like the vinyl. I don't know if it's vinyl, but, you know, um, like it, it looks like a lunch sack, but it's insulated with fabric on the outside. Um, I love that. And she loves it because it can pack nicely in her backpack coming home. And, you know, it doesn't take up a lot of room. And, um, and it keeps, and she likes to bring things that, she wants to keep cold. She'll actually bring set pasta salads or, um, you know, things that should be cold. So that's good for her. And then, yeah. And then my oldest son, he just takes a variety of food. He's kind of a leftovers kid like my husband. So, um, whatever we've packed in the fridge the night before, um, he'll either reportion into a box with, um, a we like lids that have a gasket and clips on the edges um, so that nothing leaks. But um, so he'll do that. So it's it's definitely different, you know, different, different lunch supplies work for different kids. And um, I think you need to look at your kids' personalities and see, you know, what they'll be comfortable taking to school, I think is the most important thing. They don't want to be the, the weird kid with this huge, you know, 
box with all sorts of portions and you know everyone's like what in the world <laughs> but some kids won't care I, my daughter wouldn't care she would take out you know a big tray if she had one but um yeah so mm -hmm. yeah i think that there, there's some things that have worked for us I, I i personally really like the insulated bags the best but me too I, my son on a daily basis will lose his lunchbox i think mm -hmm. we have three lunch boxes for the kid one with his name on it and the other two are like angry birds or something and i'm like uh roger you know i have him bring their lunch roger can you please go grab your lunch and bring it to daddy in the kitchen please and he's like yeah uh-oh i'm uh, like what uh. <laughs> yeah so we're constantly checking the lost and found and you know after hearing this from you i'm like you know what maybe he's a brown bag luncher maybe he just needs to have it so he just throws it away and that's it or recycles it or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 for sure. It's going to be, every kid will be different. So One one of my go-to things, I don't know if you've seen these, but in like, uh, you know, the, the grocery store or wherever, um, there are these thermos insulated cups that I warm soup in and I'll put soup in them. And then they come with a folded spoon. It's a oh, stainless steel nice. folded spoon. Wow. That... Um, it's in the top so it unscrews from the top you get the spoon you got a nice warm soup with maybe some whole grain noodles in it or something and then it, you're set my daughter loves that um, well, you can put spaghetti in there you can do any anything you can even put a sandwich in there if you wanted but I don't know if it would survive very well but um, okay. noodles noodles are great noodles and soup so um, okay let's talk about your go-to meals okay so you're slammed you come home after a busy day of work you have no time to prep a meal everybody's starving everybody's screaming maybe crying you never know um what what are your go-to meals that you make so um most often it will be pasta with vegetables and parmesan cheese um Sometimes I'll have leftover um, leftovers like some shredded chicken or something that we can add to it. But usually it's angel hair pasta because my kids know how to cook that super fast. If you just are using regular angel hair, it's like three to five minutes boiling. And we can put like a bag of frozen broccoli right in the water at the same time and it boils up quick, a little Parmesan cheese, and we're good to go. So that's one of our favorites. And um, second, we do a lot of bean burritos. We always have tortillas at our house. Like we will put anything in a tortilla. <laughs> so, so whether it's um, some mashed up pinto beans, black beans, um, some ground turkey, whatever. Um, we will just mix it all up with some taco seasoning on the stove to heat it through and we'll have burritos. That's super quick. Um, we do some like open face pizzas like from Fred or um, not tortillas. I, don't, I actually don't like that. We've tried that before. If we have some flatbread or something, we'll do like a simple veggie um T uh, pizza but and, and a lot of times because I have like some vegetables prepped and chopped ready to go like it's easy to just sprinkle some on the top from a different dinner we had so like actually this happened last night where I had some zucchini and mushrooms chopped up really finely that I used for um, some uh, scrambled eggs and I still had some left so we just sprinkled it on top of some french bread with some oh you know what we used um 
instead of spaghetti sauce, we used um, some cream cheese, then the, okay. then the vegetables, and then some mozzarella cheese on top and broiled it. It was, it was really good. We And a little bit of garlic in the cream cheese. So that was a little bit different, and we really liked it. We'll probably do that again soon. So it's like a creamy baked spaghetti kind of sort of. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was very creamy. And then um, also... Like probably the second thing we do most often is um, stir fry. So I have a pressure cooker, so rice cooks quickly for us. And I have a huge bucket of rice, so we always have it on hand. That's the other thing when you're in a hurry is we always have meals that I have the ingredients no matter what. So I don't have to go to the store for these things usually. So I'll always have rice. And I always have bags of frozen vegetables, you know, like whether it's mixed veggies or just broccoli or whatever. But we all like I like to buy the bags of the stir fry vegetables. So it has like sugar snap peas and water chestnuts and broccoli and onions, that kind of thing. So um, so we do do a lot of stir fry. And for the sauce on that, I'll usually do a mixture of soy sauce with some brown sugar, ginger, and garlic, and sometimes some Ooh. sesame oil, but um, that's fast for us. We can do stir fry really quickly. Amazing. Well, I'll make sure to put all these in the show notes so uh, okay. people can have them. And do you have do you have these on uh, superhealthykids.com as well? I'd, I'd have to look. Um, I do have a post I wrote that our top 10 10 minute meals and i and these are really the ones i use all the time i kept getting a bunch of kickback from people saying pasta takes longer than 10 minutes and you know like <laughs> they're just like i'm like okay let's not be so picky they're about 10 minute meals they're just yeah. the point is they're quick and i personally could make it in 10 minutes yeah come I'm on Let, quick, yeah i'm just a quick cook <laughs> that's right people just turn up the heat you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> exactly. my recipes are my recipes are 15 minutes or less and so yeah same same kind of thing i i don't have the time to stand around and watch the stuff boil while it's boiling i'm cutting i'm yes, dicing absolutely. i'm mixing absolutely use that time anyways well good um okay so before we let you go tell me what the future holds for super healthy kids i know that things are blowing up you have your wonderful meal plans talk about all the services you have and how we can get more involved with super healthy kids Awesome. Yeah, you know, so our meal plans is becoming much more. I feel like people don't know this about our meal plans, but it's more of a community. We share videos every week on the prepping we're doing for all the meals. We have a Facebook group where we're sharing, you know, um, Q&As every week. We have all kinds of videos about getting your pantry organized, your fridge organized, Um how to do meal planning quickly, how to go to the grocery store. We just have a lot of things within the meal plan, but the meal plans themselves are great because I cook from them every day. And so I think they're great. But so yeah, Super Healthy Kids and the meal planning member area is so fun. And that's actually where I spend 99% of my time. And then the other things we have on tap is... Um, we just got our new plates, like you saw, and your cute little girl was uh, made a video of, and we're <laughs> excited about those because um, we like it just because that, um, just the the 
size is a little bit bigger and you can have more vegetables, right? <laughs> yes, yes. We're huge fans of that here. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited about our products. And then, and then yeah, our website, we just, um, we have some really fun recipes coming up for the fall and um, lots of free tips and ideas. We're, we're really getting into um, hoping to be more of a resource for other areas of health and not just food. So we have a really amazing sleep rider. We have, um, we have had some exercise specialists come on and share, and we just want to kind of expand into more, more than food in our website. I love it. It's wonderful. Well, I'm a huge fan. I call my kids super healthy kids ambassadors because they are always talking about the plates and everything else. So uh, keep up the amazing work and we will check out the group. Now is the group is if you sign up to become a member of meal plan, is it like a private Facebook group? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. We just probably in the last three months started um, reviving that. I tried it a couple years ago and it was hard um, to moderate. So I kind of shut it down for a while, but now we're back and ready to get going because we're excited about our videos and um, just doing the live Q and A's and that kind of stuff. So, so we're not huge over there yet, but if you join, you can request to, if you sign up for a membership, you can request to join the Facebook group too. Awesome, awesome. Well, keep on doing super healthy things for super healthy kids and uh, give our best to Natalie and thank you so much for everything that you do. All right, thanks, Corey. Have a good day. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. As always, you cannot let your experience end here. You can visit us online at leangreendad.com. There we have a free grocery shopping guide. It's a three-part series, and it is free, and you can uh, get it sent right to your email. All you have to do is just tell me where to send it, and we'll send that right to you. It's me walking through Whole Foods, showing you the stuff that I buy. And uh, you can also, if you're interested, follow us, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. Have a fabulous week. And this is Lean Green Dad saying keep going that extra mile for your family. See you next week.